2: That is exactly what it is. Good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on AM 1420, The Answer. It's Monday, the 6th, the morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thank you so very much for being with us. Coming up on the program in a half an hour. Jim Jordan going to respond to the criticism that he is getting from the left for suggesting in a tweet a few days back that for normal people, for real Americans, we're done with COVID-19. We're done with it. It's over. That didn't sit well when he tweeted that Thursday morning. That didn't sit well with the American left, which is pro- which promptly just attacked and savaged him as being tone deaf and uh, being out of touch, uh, not wanting to acknowledge reality. I completely concur with Jim Jordan. Real America is not playing the fear game anymore. We're not playing the Hunger Games anymore. It's kind of a weird little analogy, but I think there is something to it. They are trying to terrify the population into complying with everything that the, uh, the big government says. And that you will, be continue, you will continue to live in fear. You will continue to live under authoritarian control. You will live under whatever lockdowns we suggest, whichever ones that we demand. You will take this; these uh, profit shots. You will wear these masks. You will do whatever we tell you to do. We're done with it. We're done with it. Real Americans, and I think Jim Jordan is right. The left, like I said, has gone crazy on him for this. Uh, I don't see him backing down anytime soon, so we're going to talk to him about that coming up at 9.35, among other very important issues on the program today, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Then coming up at 10.10, it's going to be an awful fun conversation for me. Um, He doesn't even know. Well, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. We're going to talk to Finn Larson. Finn Larson is uh, an educator, a career educator, who's now educating people about education. Can I do that? He is the uh, educational consultant for the Christian Educators Association International, and they are putting on a community forum on Thursday that I want to tell you about. Now, it's in Salem, Ohio, so chances are you're not going to it, but I want you to learn about it. Public schools driven by current worldview, the past, the present, the future, and what is being done in our public schools. Critical race theory, gender identity theory, Black Lives Matter, equity, the 1619 Project, shining a spotlight on all of it. Now, why is this going to be very interesting to me? I'll explain why when I do the interview. Finn Larson will be at 1010. You're just going to want to listen because it's just kind of a – It's one of those small world situations. I'll leave it at that. It's a small world situation when we have that interview. So those are our two guests today, going to be Jim Jordan and Finn Larson. Uh, about a couple of very important things, and I certainly hope you will be a guest on this program as well. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. A lot of important work to get to. So, what do you say we start our program as we always do with our pledge of allegiance, Patriots? If you would please stand, face a flag if you have one nearby. If you don't, it's okay. Put your hand on your heart and just join us. Close your eyes and maybe imagine old glory. If you are driving, and I know people do this, just put your hand on your heart. Drive with your left hand, be careful, but please join us uh, as we pledge our allegiance to this great republic and the flag which represents it. And by the way, if you are a leftist, if you are a Biden voter, well, just go ahead and take your knee as we tell you all, let's go, Brandon. I
0: pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible. With liberty and justice
2: for all. Those principles have never been more important to this country than they are right now, dare I say. I want to start with liberty and justice for all, particularly the liberty part, as we look at what is going on in the rest of the world. If you are not aware of some of the uh, goings-on in uh, other countries and and, uh, other continents, uh, people 's liberties now let 's be frank uh we understand that you know even in some of our Western European allied countries um, they don't enjoy and have not enjoyed the same level of freedom that they that we have here in the United States. We indeed are privileged we are not white privileged we are American privileged to be here. We have always enjoyed liberty and not always. But we have enjoyed liberty and we have fought to defend liberty since the founding of this country. Uh, since we fought the Civil War as well to make sure that all Americans have liberty. And it is a freedom that, that is unlike any other, which is why so many people risk their lives to get to this country to try to live the American dream. So having said that, there are a lot, there are a lot of you know, other nice places around the world to live in which you have at least some modicum of freedom. Many of those things are being taken away right now. Many of those things are literally being taken away. Germany is imposing a massive COVID-19 lockdown on unvaccinated people. Let me say it again so you understand. Germany has now agreed in a very Australia-like situation to lock down that country For people who are unvaccinated, your freedoms are gone if you do not choose to take one of Germany's or Europe's uh, profit shots. According to, this is from Thursday, according to multiple reports, unvaccinated people across Germany will soon be excluded from non-essential stores. They will be allowed to only go into grocery stores or drug stores to get medicine and food and supplies to live. They are not welcome in restaurants. Not welcome at sports venues, cultural venues, or any others. Angela Merkel announced the measures after meeting with federal and state state leaders as the nation again tops 70,000 new confirmed cases in a 24-hour period. And once again, I would suggest to you that this is the intent. This is the intent of world leaders to indeed bring about one world government. They continue to count something as completely meaningless as cases, as if positive cases are somehow, some way, the determining factor of whether or not we have freedom in, in this world and in some of these other countries. They're talking about cases instead of what they should be talking about, which are hospitalizations and deaths. And not hospitalizations and deaths with COVID-19 or one of the variants, but from covid COVID 19 or one of the variants. Because when one boils it down to those specific terms, people who are hospitalized because of COVID, not also has COVID. When people die because of COVID, not also, not heart attack, also had COVID, ding, COVID death. When it's broken down into those terms, the reason for the fear mongering falls flat. Let's go from Germany to Italy. This, from yesterday's news. Italy is about to make life more uncomfortable for unvaccinated people this holiday season. Also, banning unvaccinated individuals, whether they are sick or healthy, doesn't matter. If you have not submitted to the state's demand that you take these experimental toxins into your body in Italy, you cannot go to an indoor restaurant or a theater, or a museum, or any other non-essential locations. Italian police can now check whether diners and restaurants or bars have a super green health pass. That's literally what they're calling it. A super green health pass that certifies they're vaccinated or that they have recently recovered from the virus. Now, recently, of course, is a subjective term. Not exactly sure what they're going to do with it. But at the very least, if I wanted to be 100% fair here, and I do, they are acknowledging natural immunity in that regard. Now, when they say recently, they're probably going to suggest that if you had COVID last year, you are considered unvaccinated because they expect that natural immunity wanes over two or three months. How do I know this? Because I have people on my social media pages telling me this telling me that your natural immunity that you have developed by having antibodies created in your body after recovering from COVID-19, that that natural immunity wanes after a few months. This is what people have been telling me, people who are nurses too, people who have bought in, of course, to the propaganda. I'm going to bring this up because I want to just give you the, the, the finish to the story that I told you on Friday. Do you remember what I told you on Friday? I told you on Friday that I was awaiting the results of my second antibodies test. My second quantitative antibodies test since I recovered from COVID-19 last November. Last November. Not last month. Last November of 2020. You may recall that I came on the air back in May and told you that six months... After having recovered from COVID-19, I took an antibodies test to find out exactly how protected or non-protected I was. And you may remember me telling you that their garbage about natural immunity waning after three or four months was proven such by the fact that my antibodies count was, well, off of the charts that are off of the charts that are off of the original charts. Through ye roof. Okay, if the scale of antibodies on the test that is given is .07 or less means antibodies are negative, meaning you are not protected against a potential reintroduction uh, of that virus to your body. .08 or higher means there is a positive test for antibodies, meaning there is and antibody protection in your body at .08 or higher if you are reintroduced to the virus. .08 or higher. At six months in, since my recovery, I was at 1,442. You may recall that. Now, that was in May, six months in. Last week, on Thursday, I wanted to take round two, Because now I was more than 12 months in since my recovery from COVID-19. Since my natural immunity. I'm being told it wanes. You need a booster. You need a profit shot. Get yourself to the doctors immediately and get yourself a profit shot. Your little natural immunity is gone. I said, let's find out. So I went to the lab on Thursday I got my results Friday afternoon. Obviously, we were not on the air at that point. It was after the show ended. Got my results Friday afternoon. The, the natural immunity, which wanes, we are told, which disappears, which, which, which dries up in its efficacy and effectiveness after just a few months, which is why you need Pfizer to protect you. You need Moderna or Johnson. You need Dr. Fauci to protect you after just a few months of your natural immunity. Well, one year and a half a month after my infection with COVID-19, I was still swimming in 1,289. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where did I get the banana? i got to pull it back up now. 1,243, my antibodies. I am still a billion times more protected because of God and my immune system than I could ever be by one of the uh, lab researchers at Pfizer or anybody else could ever make me. And this country continues to refuse to acknowledge natural immunity as a medical exemption, for example, when it comes to requirements for profit shots. I won't call them vaccines, profit shots. They refuse to acknowledge it. Oh, well, yeah, maybe you have a little bit of natural immunity, but it's going to go away. No, it isn't. And everybody that I have talked to that has also done these uh, antibodies tests tell me the same thing. As the months go by, some of them are actually increasing. Now, that's probably not going to last because from what I was told by the medical professionals I consulted, it is actually normal for it to start to decline a little bit in terms of the active antibodies because it's not necessary for them to be in great quantities when you are not being introduced to the virus. For example, nobody has an increased amount or the same amount of antibodies to fight off mumps or measles or anything else you may have been vaccinated for as a child. You don't need to have them be in huge numbers right now because your body and your T cells, remember... And they retain all of that, all of those, so that if you are reintroduced to one of those viruses, your antibodies then spring into action and then the amount grows. Well, I'm still sitting here with massive numbers, and I know a lot of other people as well are, and they are still not being given credit as being quote-unquote vaccinated or rather inoculated, naturally or otherwise, Now I bring all of this up this morning in the monologue so that I can set up the money line for you, telling you about Germany, telling you about Italy. You already know about Australia. They are literally locking people down because of a virus, and particularly a variant that has been proven to be, at least thus far, when we're talking about Omicron Completely harmless. It makes people tired, that's what fatigue means, and a little sore, that's what muscle aches mean. That's it. Nobody's going to the hospital with Omicron, and nobody is dying with Omicron around the world. But Omicron is here. And you know that another variant is going to be about three months down the line. And then another one, and another one. It's called being endemic to our society. And because of that, we have this. The head of the EU Commission, the European Union Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, told the press last week that it's time to scrap the Nuremberg Code. You may or may not know what the Nuremberg Code is. You probably recognize Nuremberg, which is where the trials of the Nazis were held after World War II. And one of the things that came from the Nuremberg trials is the Nuremberg Code, which is an international agreement that says, Never shall governments perform experimental procedures on citizens, on people and that includes injecting them with things to see how their bodies respond, which is one of the many atrocities committed by the Nazis during World War II and leading up to World War II. So the Nuremberg Code was adopted, an international agreement that no physicians shall be experimenting on people, and that would include experimental vaccinations. The EU chief... Ursula von der Leyen, head of the EU Commission, had said it's time to eliminate that and mandate the experimentation on all peoples of the world. Everyone must take one of these vaccines. Now, so far, it's just the chief of the EU Commission. We will see how many world leaders sign on board. And then we'll watch very closely to see how long it takes Joe Biden to say we're in six months ago 10 months ago 12 months ago we were called uh, uh, conspiracy nuts we were called uh, alarmists for thinking that there was some sort of massive worldwide plan here to deprive us of our liberties and to bring about one world government people called us nuts what are they saying about us right now Get rid of the Nuremberg Code. Force all peoples to take the same profit shots just to see what happens. 216 945 888 281 1110. Right back.
0: Free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
2: Yes, indeed it is. 9.36 now. Good morning. Thanks for being with us on this Monday edition. Joined now by Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, the uh, ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee, back with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, sir. How are you?
3: I'm good, Bob. How are you doing?
2: I'm great, thanks. Hope you had a good weekend.
3: I did. How about yourself?
2: Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Really, really good time with uh, with family this weekend. Thank you for asking. Congressman, um... Want to dive right into this now um uh, there's there's quite a few uh, issues on COVID-19 that I want to talk about with you particularly uh globally uh after mm-hmm. lockdowns are being instituted now in Australia lockdowns being instituted in Italy particularly for the unvaccinated same thing going on in Germany and now the chief of the EU commission saying it's time to suspend the Nuremberg codes uh and literally Nuremberg code rather and literally force all persons internationally to take vaccines in order to battle COVID-19 that's a backdrop. Yeah, it's it's extraordinary. Um, it, by the way, meantime here on the homeland, uh, the state of Oregon has become the first to begin their negotiations to institute a mask mandate permanently. Not not while COVID is is running rampant, but permanently, forever. Walk into a building in Oregon from you know, in 2050, as far as we know, you don't have to have your face covered, uh, or or you're not going to be allowed in. Tell me about the hysteria, and then I want to kind of use that as the backdrop for your Thursday tweet that has drawn some condemnation. You tweeted on Thursday, real America is done with COVID-19. The only people Mm -hmm. who don't understand what, uh, understand that are Fauci and Biden. Naturally, the left has come for you on that, Congressman, so I'm going to give you a chance to respond.
3: Well, I mean, look at Real America on Saturday—the biggest football day, college football day in the country. All the all the conferences playing their championship games, and I, I know I watched a little bit of that on uh, some games on Saturday. I didn't see one person with the mask on in in the stands, you know, side by side. Uh, so, uh, Real America is done with this. We're tired of Dr. Fauci forgetting that we have a Constitution, forgetting that we have a First Amendment. What did Fauci say a week and a half ago? Uh, we could go Sunday. He said, "I represent science, almost as if you know, I am science." So think about this. I, I actually asked this question in, in a hearing last week. I said, uh, "I said, who does who does Dr. Fauci answer to?" Because you know, Dr. Fauci never put his name on a ballot, never got elected. Who does he answer to? And the witness says, "Well, he answers to Joe Biden." I said, "Well, I would actually disagree with you because Joe Biden says I follow the science, and Dr. Fauci said I am science." So Joe. So in essence, Dr. Fauci answers to no one and that is frightening because again he has never been elected to anything and the country is sick of it and we see that the country is just done with it based on like i said what what we saw all uh, all Saturday in these stadiums around the country
2: well uh just to kind of buttress that, didn't Joe Biden say kind of off the cuff in one of his uh, press remarks last week that um, he's not sure who the president is, his, uh, president is yeah, either he, he or Fauci? About
3: <laughs> Fauci. Yeah, he joked about Fauci. You know, like, with all, good, with all good humor, there's always a, an element of truth to it. And it's like, yeah. yeah, no kidding. He's making all the decisions, not Joe Biden, who's at least least his name was on the ballot, for goodness sake. That's how it's supposed to work in our country Um he's not a member of Congress, was never elected anything, but he seems to have more power than anyone else. And it's ridiculous.
2: I want to read one specific criticism of your tweet, um, because I find this to be kind of hilarious, to be quite frank, um, coming from the Democrat Party. But Ted Lieu uh, said that in response to your your tweet about real Americans being done with COVID-19, he said, Republicans seek to divide us. There is no such thing as real America. Whether you're a long-suffering Browns fan or a Lions fan, live in Paris, Texas, or Paris, California, slurp kale smoothies or eat apple pie, or prefer beer that tastes greater is less filling, we are all Americans, in caps. Uh, this this from the party that wants half of the country to believe that they are oppressors because of the color of their yeah. skin, and the other half are all victims because of the color of their skin. We're the ones who are dividing
3: Yeah, I I still remember back during the impeachment, uh, one of the Democrats' witnesses, the professor from Stanford, uh, said, uh, one of her old tweets, uh, she said, conservatives... Uh, don't even like being around themselves. Uh, you know, she was she was just so like this whole idea that we're the deplorables, we're the hillbillies. We're, you know, we live in flower country. If you don't live in in Boston, New York, or Washington D.C. or or, or Silicon Valley or Los Angeles, you know, if you live anywhere in the middle of the country, uh, you're some you're some uh, you know a uh, country folk who doesn't know what you're doing. Uh, this that's how they view us. And what I'm saying is, no, no, regular country folks get it. They make the country work. Uh, they're they're getting up, going to work every day, and they're done with COVID. We know it's real. We've certainly treated it as a serious thing, for goodness sake. But uh, we're tired of all the, uh, as I said last week, uh, if masks, mandates, and lockdowns work, why don't they work? Right, I mean, I'm, we've been doing it for two years, so uh, yeah, we're, we're we're tired of those people, uh, you, you know, the, the left treating us as if we're all a bunch of bunch of dummies and uh, don't know what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, uh, completely concur. And and let me try to find some good news here as it pertains to the um, the hyper overreaction to to uh, this omicron, omicron variant. <laughs> Because uh, that's what it is, by the way, and 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 to to date we have zero, literally zero reports of people dying of Omicron variant around the world. Zero. Yep. And the uh, the uh, the complaints that people have of this are fatigue, which I have all the time anyway. I'm tired uh, and muscle soreness. Uh, and this is what we're going to start locking down the world over again. Is is this Omicron variant? But anyway, Joe Manchin you and i talk about him a little bit because he's Mm -hmm. obviously so crucial whether it comes to the build back better uh broke nonsense to this he uh stated on thursday released a statement saying he opposes uh biden's order requiring businesses with with at least 100 employees to force their workers to be vaccinated against now we're all waiting for a court ruling on that we already have a stay Uh, you know we've had uh you know the stay uh, on on that uh, mandate which is great but aside from that from the legislative standpoint uh Uh, Manchin says that he is co-sponsoring a bill so that we can do this from the legal standpoint with a law uh, to overturn any federal government and vaccine mandate for private businesses. So can you kind of tell me how that works? Let's suppose that... Let's suppose that the court uh, uh, sides with the Biden administration and says you can do this through OSHA and through the Labor Department. But then Manchin's Law gets a law passed, and I, again, this is just very uh, hypothetical because you know getting a veto-proof majority. But but could a law then supersede what a court says, or how would all that work?
3: Yeah, I think that would that would be it. Certainly, be helpful. I think it would would work that way. But the good news is the courts are siding with us uh you know so the Fifth circuit was a good decision and of course yeah the courts on on everything but the direct mandate from from Biden on federal employees the courts have been moving in our direction uh i think on, on all the other three mandates uh whether the cms the the over 100 employees right. and the contractors so that that is that is a, a good sign and then it's another good sign that Manchin says he's willing to support that kind of legislation and co-sponsor now the problem is that pelosi would control you know the democrats still in control of the house so we, I don't think we'd have the votes. I think all the Democrats would vote against that. It just underscores why it's important that we win back the house here now and well now it's going to be less than 11 months. So um, th- but but yeah, that's a good sign for Manchin. And uh, I mean I think it'd be a great sign if Manchin would actually switch parties. His state is his state is uh, you know one of the most Republican pro Trump states uh, in the country. Maybe maybe it was the top one. I think it was Wyoming, West Virginia and Alabama who were the top 3 states for President Trump. So um, I don't know if he's thinking about that, but there's there's been those rumors over the last uh, over the last year, but it's a good sign.
2: Well, he can call himself a Democrat or Republican Independent. I don't care as long as he does the right thing. And it sounds like he yep. is doing exactly yep. that. And I hope that, that it goes that way. You know, As you say, the courts so far are siding with us, but it is so far. We have to make sure that it stays that way as it gets all the way up through the system. Uh, let's pivot for a second and just talk about your ability to say the things, the things you are and mine as well. I caught you on Newsmax with Dr. Gorka talking about free speech. Let me give uh, people mm-hmm. this.
3: Yeah, what, what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about the chaos on the border. They're going to talk about the 31 year high in inflation. They're going to talk about the fact that you know gasoline we were an energy independent country uh, under president trump now we got the president of the united states begging opec to increase production. i mean so yeah they, they they have to attack their enemy but what concerns me most is this is an attack on the constitution and specifically the first amendment because today's left it's no longer do they believe in the first amendment let's have a debate you make your argument i'll make my argument we'll see which policy which argument carries the debate uh, the day no longer do they do that today it's if you don't agree with me the left says if you don't agree with me you're not allowed to speak that's the key right there
2: congressman jordan is is there is no longer a place for hey you know what we're all americans we're all together we just have disagreements on this let's hash it out it's if you don't agree with us you are silenced or what's the other word for that in this culture canceled you cannot speak and and how do we how do we get anything done if that's going to be their mantra
3: yeah no exactly and i said before i i i know here on your show Uh, today's left is different than just a decade ago and different from from my friend dennis kucinich dennis kucinich is a liberal but he believes in the first amendment and uh he believes in a fair debate today's left says if you don't agree with me you're not allowed to talk and if you try i will call you if you try they will call us a racist uh, they will call you a racist and then they will try to cancel you so that is how the left operates today and that is not First Amendment. That's authoritarian. That's, that's totalitarian. And it is completely wrong. And that's why today I've said I could work with Dennis because we could every once in a while find common ground. And I had respect for Dennis. He's a friend. And we could actually work together on a few things in Congress. But today's left, you can't because they don't actually believe in the First Amendment. It is all about calling you names, calling you a racist and canceling you. And that is not how it's supposed to work in our country. And it's why we have to stop them and why we have to win elections. So that they don't have power and can't continue to do what they're doing.
2: Uh, Congressman, speaking of freedom, speaking of the First Amendment and all of the freedoms protected there, I want to share this one with you too. Just, it just kind of, it just kind of boggles my mind, honestly, how and why there are any blue states, given what I'm about to share with you. The Cato Institute has released its now sixth annual Freedom in the 50 States report this week. It's an updated ranking of American states based on how their yeah. policies promote freedom in three realms. Fiscal, regulatory, and personal realms. And in this index, it shows that red states literally dominate the list with most freedoms. And the blue states with Democrat governors are at the bottom of the list. Um, in fact, of the top ten states in overall freedoms, only two blue state governors, Nevada and Michigan, believe it or not, are listed. The rest of them are all mm-hmm. are all red states. I, I guess it just kind of it, it it boggles the mind that in a in a free country, the land of the free and the home of the brave, that anybody would choose to be less than free and brave, and actually elect blue state le or excuse me blue Democrat yeah. leaders to to take some of their freedoms away in the states in which they live.
3: Yeah, so in, in the state of Florida, uh, a, a few years ago, when when, when Governor DeSantis got, got, first got elected in 2018, there was actually more registered Democrats than, than there are Republicans than, than there were Republicans. Today, it's even slightly favoring Republicans, and it's because some have switched, some independents have declared, you know, as Republicans now, but mostly because people are moving for freedom. They're moving. Republican conservative voters are moving into Florida because they actually like freedom. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's fascinating to see. And there was a great great clip. Uh, where where uh, DeSantis is, uh, Governor DeSantis is at a press conference and one of the reporters said, "Well, what about some of these local communities, these municipalities, these these schools who want to who want to have certain mandates and certain requirements and and things that it, why wouldn't you be for local control?" And and Governor DeSantis gave the best answer. He says. It's not the United Counties of America. It's the United States of America. <laughs> and states are the laboratories of freedom. And that's how we're supposed to do it. That's what our federal system is about. That's what the guys who started this great country, the greatest country ever, that's how they wanted it. And it was such a powerful answer. So yeah, people are choosing with their feet, moving with their feet, moving for freedom. And that is a good thing. And the idea that, you know, New York's going to continue to go the other direction with now you got to get three shots in order to walk into a store in New York City is de Blasio, the most unpopular elected official in the, probably the world. I mean, it's like, you got to be kidding me. So, uh, yeah, I don't get it, but um, I think the, the red states have it figured out.
2: Congressman, I've got two other quickies for you, and this one is just one of these. Again, it's another head-scratcher, to be quite honest with you. We are all watching this rampant crime wave going on throughout this uh, country. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of it is violent crime. Homicide rates are up to record highs in a lot of the America's largest cities. Uh, and, and, you know, you can blame a lot of things for that, the defunding of police or the hamstring of police, uh, you know, progressive DAs going soft on crime, low bail, no bail, so people aren't afraid. But in other places, they're not quote unquote violent crimes, but they are crimes of property. And we're talking about the smash and yep. grabs that you have seen, yep. and I have seen, and the country has seen on su- surveillance videos every single night on the news. You know who has not seen it? Apparently, AOC. Your, your <laughs> colleague, your colleagues, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, literally is going on the record and saying, This isn't happening. This isn't happening. What are you talking about? Uh, these, a lot of these, uh, alleged, uh, 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 thefts of organized retail, she said, are simply not panning out. I believe it's a Walgreens in California that said oh, it. But the data didn't back it up, she said. Congressman, I, I got eyes, and there are there are cameras that provide film and video footage. She literally is trying to tell America that it's just not happening. Your eyes are lying yeah. to you. How do you how do you deal with somebody like that?
3: Well, you just you just keep telling the truth. I mean, look, uh, the the country gets it. And frankly, as I said before, it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. We, we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, when you defund the police, you shouldn't be surprised when you get more crime. When you get rid of bail, you shouldn't be surprised when you get more crime. When you have a, uh, an entire summer where Democrats call rioters and looters peaceful protesters, you shouldn't be surprised when you get more crime. It, it's like – so I, I, I think the only conclusion someone can reach is this is intentional, they don't care. The Democrats don't care. Now, the, 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 uh, uh, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez is going to say something different about, it, but this is what they want. Just like with the border, they have to want what they see on the border because they've changed the policies and it just keeps getting worse after each and every month. Same thing with, with, with the crime phenomena. It's, it's like when you put in these kind of policies, it doesn't take a genius to figure out you are going to get more crime. And that's exactly where we're at. So the only remedy is to elect Republicans in all these offices across the country. And look, we saw it in Seattle. They elected a Republican district attorney because they're tired of people getting out for next to nothing or not having bail at all. And they, they actually want bad guys to stay in prison. So that, 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 that that's how you remedy the situation.
2: And, and perhaps even more... Um... Strange. I, I'm looking for a better word than that, but then AOC trying to deny that it even happens, that this crime wave is happening, is the press secretary for the President of the United States, the spokesperson for Joe Brandon himself, who said that, you know what the root cause of all of this violence and this, this crime is, right? It's COVID. COVID. Yeah. Because because there's a virus, that's what's leading all of this violent crime and all of these smash and grabs. I, I don't know what to do with this.
3: Yeah, you, because obviously they can't blame themselves. They can't blame their stupid policies. They, they can't be responsible. Left, The left never takes responsibility. It's always conservatives' fault. And yet we when you look at those states run by conservatives, those communities run by conservatives, they don't have the problems that the left has in areas run by them. So, uh, But that's just how they operate. Again, I, I come back to the positive always. This is the greatest country in the world made up of so many Americans who have common sense and who get it. We're seeing it begin to turn. We saw it in Virginia with the election of of Glenn Youngkin as governor where mom's and dad says, no, no, no. We actually care more about our kids than you do, big government, and we're going to make the decision. We saw it in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where 12 jurors says, no, no, no. We're actually going to trust the facts. We're going to follow the facts, the truth, and due process, and we're going to do the right decision here. So you are seeing it move in the direction we need to. We just got to keep up the pressure and keep speaking the truth. Keep doing what you're doing, Bob, every day. You're on here talking the truth to all the folks that listen. So that's the only way we get the country back to where it needs to be, and it's starting to move that direction, which is the good news.
2: Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you so much for the time, as always, this morning. Sir, we'll talk to you soon.
3: You bet. Take care, brother.
2: There's Jim Jordan. It's 9.54, a little long there. I appreciate him going over time with us, but there's so much to get into. Uh, it's It's hard to narrow it down. But we'll do our best, and we'll continue right after this on AM 1420. Okay, 957, continuing on AM 1420, The Answer, don't forget, uh, thanks to Jim Jordan, by the way, don't forget, coming up, uh, we're going to talk about schools, and we're going to talk about what's going on inside of them, maybe without your knowledge, and we're going to talk with an organization that is trying to uh, increase your knowledge, heighten your awareness, uh, Christian Educators Association International. They're having an event in Salem on Thursday. Now, Salem, Ohio, probably not next door to you, uh, so you may or may not be able to be there, but we're going to give you some of the highlights about what's going to be discussed there. Finn Larson will be our guest. He is the uh, educational consultant with uh, CEAI, and they're going to be talking about critical race theory, gender identity theory, Black Lives Matter agendas, equity, 1619 project, all of these things going on. You know, we there was a massive movement, kind of a wave of new school board members. uh, You know that were ushered in just in this past August second elections, and uh, they're all taking uh, their chairs now. And uh, it's it's so hugely important that we continue to shine a spotlight. And thank you so much to those who have done so uh, on what is being done to our children. And I say to our children, it's it's literally. In my estimation, these are crimes being committed against them by uh, indoctrinating them in mindsets that, quite frankly, are very destructive and very counterproductive when it comes to our country. So uh, we're going to be talking to him coming up. And I want to say this. I am uh, usually you know, hesitant to pat myself on the back when I'm right about certain things, but I do want to always offer a mea culpa when I'm wrong about something. I interviewed Warren Davidson on Friday. You may recall this. Representative Warren Davidson from down in uh, Hamilton County area, Cincinnati area, and a lot of people have been wondering whether or not Warren Davidson was going to enter the gubernatorial race. I asked him directly. He said to me, "Uh, well, um, we'll have an answer to, to that within the next couple of weeks. And I said, can I hold you to it? Can I hold you to it? Two weeks from now, if you don't give us an answer, will you come back on and give us an answer? And he said, yes. And then when the segment was over, I said, uh, I think I heard a little bit of an Easter egg there, a little bit of a hint that maybe he is going to run, because he uh, said something about Jim Renacci and about how there's a clear contrast between himself warren davidson and governor mike dewine and jim renacy's trying to make the case that there's a contrast sounded like he was ready to challenge jim renacy for the right to challenge mike dewine essentially and so that was my takeaway and at the end of the show i said i think warren davidson is going to run we'll find out in two weeks guess what happened two hours later two hours later warren davidson announces he's not running for governor what happened to the two weeks you told me you were going to have an answer? And he literally said it later that afternoon. So I was wrong in my prediction. He is not running for governor. So now it is Renese and it is Mike DeWine. I know Joe Blystone fans are still out there. I'm not one. But uh, serious candidates include Jim Renese and the current governor, Mike DeWine. And it is going to be very important for all of us to back Jim Renacci. Uh All right. So there's that part of the story. We'll get news now. We'll come back on AM 1420 The Answer.